Hello, everyone, and welcome to Oh, a podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games, brought to you by Oh, Rock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of Oh, Rock. And I'm Michael Gray. I, I thought I was the head boy this month, but you showed me off. <laughs> I thought like I had two weeks, and I thought I did a lot of stuff in those two weeks, but you came in during the last two weeks <laughs> oh. of the month and did did everything, and you know how to draw lines on Photoshop. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about that. Oh, that was my most exciting thing this month. Uh, I... <laughs> Not exciting to anybody else, but very exciting to me. Uh, before we get started, Michael, if you had to guess, what number of the podcast would you guess this was? Um, 50? 75! You were close. What? We've been no doing way. this for 75-ish months. How many years <laughs> is that? Oh, man. <laughs> we're not math people here. Uh... Approx- oh my gosh, approximately, it's around six years, over six years. That doesn't sound right, does it? Oh, man. <laughs> that doesn't sound right at all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, I just saw that it's uh, sort of a milestone episode. We don't have anything special planned or anything, uh, except for me trying to make Michael guess what the episode was, and that already happened. Uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, I think we, we've both been making some pretty solid headway in our various projects in the last month. So I guess, uh, starting with co-author Crush, uh, as Michael teased earlier, the big excitement is that I figured out how to draw smooth, curved lines in Photoshop, which may not sound like much, but this is something that's been haunting me for years. <laughs> Uh, because whenever I try to draw anything on a computer, I, I just have, I don't know if it's I have the least steady hand in the world, or my mouse is no good, or what, but whenever I try to draw a smooth line, it just looks kind of wiggly and scraggly and awful. But I discovered this tool on Photoshop, or at least the version of Photoshop I have. It's called the Freeform Pen Tool, and you you just kind of draw your curved line as you will, and then it it just it fixes it. It turns your scraggly, jittery line into a nice, buttery, smooth line, and it looks so nice, and I'm so happy about it. I've been sort of using it to make some nice, smooth uh, 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 facial expressions, or not not making the facial expressions, because Michael already did that, but I'm using it to, to sort of smooth some of them over and make them look even better. And that's been so much fun. It's very satisfying for me to see that work out. That's that's good, I suppose. <laughs> what I what I generally do is um the yeah. the cheater thing where I I will like zoom in on a line and then make five yeah. uh, smaller lines in order to do one curved line. Sure, yeah. No, this this is this is the way, Michael. If if you can find it on your vo- version of Photoshop, this is the way. I have a tool I'm telling that, you. Yeah. Uh, it should work, but I don't think it I does. I have Photoshop. I'm st- I'm still on Photoshop CS5, which is an extremely like ancient, decrepit version of Photoshop, but it's on there. Uh, if you if anyone has the modern subscription based version of Photoshop, I I I can't tell you anything. I can't help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it exists on CS5, and it's beautiful. Okay, I'll try opening. I've got CS2. 
Siest. So I, I, I'm like three versions behind you, I suppose. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about CS2. Alrighty. So, uh, I mean, is that, that that's a big... Uh, yes, that was the most exciting. No, I, <laughs> I think it was uh, the beginning of this month. Uh, or actually, I guess sticking with, um, with co-author Crush, uh, I've pretty much been uh, playing through the game, checking out the tons and tons of art that Michael has added to the game, just kind of seeing how it looks in-game, making tweaks here and there, nothing really that big. Um, I think the only like major change I made was to art you hadn't really done anything with uh, was uh, two of the characters uh, whose AI-generated versions I never really liked to begin with. Uh, I just broke down and made new versions uh, on the AI software, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with what the newer versions look like. I think they're an improvement. They match the style of the rest of the game a little better. Mm-hmm. That was what the the princess character and the uh, rancher woman character. Oh both yeah, both in Brittany slash Mavis's pathway in the nerd pathway. Oh, oh yeah. You, you could have asked me. I could, have, I guess, tried to draw one out, or I, I don't know. Uh, no, it's it's all good. I still I still have some credits on the AI site I've been using. Um, I think once I use those up, I'm going to uh, play around with some of the other sites I've been using now because I think I can get stuff for cheaper or freer than I was doing on that website. That's that's sort of the the fun thing about making this game at the time we're working right now is that like each day that goes by, the technology gets better and also more and more AI generation tools pop up. So I kind of feel like it won't be long before uh, there are enough free tools that I don't have to use the paid one at all. <laughs> um, I'm also <laughs> concerned <laughs> that since the technology keeps getting better and better, like, I'm not going to know when to stop and say, okay, the game is finished. Like, I'm going to keep wanting to tweak things until everything's absolutely perfect. I need to sort of teach myself when it's done, it's fine. Stop playing with it. Stop trying to generate improvements. Don't do anything else. You're good. Which is hard for me. <laughs> but I'm going to try my best. <laughs> Still waiting for AI technology to be good enough to, like, write an actual game for us. <laughs> um, or even just write one of these fake stories uh, that, uh, you know, co-author crushes about writing various books. That'd be right, Have AI just mm. write one of those books for us. See how that works. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I think I... I... Early on when ChatGPT was, was becoming public, I played around with asking it to code a game in RenPy for me. And it it, it, co- it did do something like it created something very, very short, like like three or four sentences long. But the code was exactly right. Like I could have pasted it into RenPy and it would have worked, which is alarming in a way. It wasn't very interesting or good, but the code was technically sound. It makes me wonder if we could do something like take um something that's in a script format and word put it into chat gbt and tell it can you put this into renpy format uh but i guess having said that the way we've been writing our word documents is very much in renpy script at this point anyway so that's not necessary yeah because uh so like the way renpy works uh you know, like, character Bob says something to write on the line as Bob, and then Bob's uh, dialogue is in quotation marks. And that that's easy enough to yeah. do, so I just write like that, instead of doing Bob, like, colon, and then uh, the dialogue. Yeah, it's, it's, 
it's extremely similar, but yeah, the way you've been doing it now makes it very easy to paste everything right into RenPy. Very handy. But yeah, um, I think I think those are the most exciting things that I've been doing with uh, with Cawther Crush. Uh, is there anything you'd like to add on that subject? I I, I could just go down the list of everything I've done um, and just oh kick please it off let's of hear our to do list here. Um, let's see. I think last time we we talked about having a skip button. Uh, your your advice worked, whereas um. A couple of the puzzles, ha- yes. I, I did a skip button for all the puzzles in the, the one pathway, and then uh, the other pathways, I, I wasn't sure how to get the skip button to show up for dialogue tree puzzles, uh, whereas I was able to easily put a skip button in for those puzzles where like you, you're clicking and dragging, you're like dragging letters around to form a word, and yeah. uh, it's easy enough to make a skip button there because there are items on the screen that you define, those are the letters that you drag around, so... I just like okay, skip button is there, and it's a letter you can't drag around, basically. But no, <laughs> your suggestion was to make a skip button like its own screen and have it show screen and unhide screen, and that worked. Um, I had to do it separately for each puzzle, but now every single screen has its own skip button, and I That's redid perfect. all. For the last two pathways, I, I redid all the puzzles uh, in HD. Um, I don't know if we explained that or not, but the, the puzzles were done um, for uh, the demo version of the game, and then um, w- we now have mm-hmm. larger screens, so in some cases it requires a lot of changes to uh, make the screen bigger, and in some cases it did not. Yeah. Yeah, because we had started with, it was like 800 by 600, right? It was like the default... Uh, resolution on whatever version of RenPy you were using at the time, but then we were like, we should make that bigger. Bigger would probably be better, mm-hmm. right? It was, it was something like that. It was quite small, but uh, so yeah. yeah, you found out how to do that with the one puzzle. Let me see if I can find it. I think it was um, a puzzle number three of Philosophy Mom, where like the rules to the puzzle show up and then they slide to the left hand side of the screen. Yeah. It's a dialogue Super tree fancy. puzzle, but the rules are on the left-hand <laughs> side, and then the dialogue bubbles are uh, on the right-hand side. And so with all the other dialogue tree puzzles, I, I just copy-pasted your code. And so they, they all have the exact oh, same beautiful. thing. They have the rules show up and then slide to the left. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, I'm glad you did that. That'll look really nice. Yeah, and it'll look consistent, too. That's nice, too. Yes. It's tough in some cases to, it's like, because the rules are not, I don't know what size they are. I, I could easily look it up, I suppose. But it's, it's not a full screen thing. So like the, the image, specifically the image with the rules, it looks like it's like 956 by mm-hmm. 706. So I, I right. don't know how you came across that um, particular size, but... Oh, I, I was just picking something that I thought looked nice on the screen. Uh, specifically, it needed to be shorter than the screen uh, so that when the dialogue at the bottom appears, it's not covering up the rules. So mm-hmm. you, you might notice it, it um, the, the, the image ends right before the dialogue bar at the bottom starts. That was that was all that was. It was it was not like it was just a made up number that that worked that made sense visually on the screen. Nice. 
But uh, let's see, with Lawyer Mom, puzzle number one, that those rules, a lot of rules, lots lots of text. I had to delete some of the text to like, try to get to fit and look nice. <laughs> to make it fit. Mm. Yeah. I think that's it for those puzzles. Um, I, I was probably kind of lazy with, uh, you know, Mystery Mom, because puzzle number, puzzle number two and four of that pathway are basically variations of the same thing. <laughs> so, um... I mean, it's got the exact same screen. You're you're just trying to add up to a different number mm-hmm. um, the, the two times you do that puzzle, and so it, it that was basically a lot of just copy pasting the code there. But yeah, and uh, the characters we we got the character designs for those last two pathways too. Yeah. So. Yeah, although it sounds like you fixed or tweaked it, like like you said, mystery mom. Uh, you said there was something wrong with the edging and those pictures, and I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, it's all right. I was, I was, I was able to take care of it. Uh, it was just, uh, I didn't remove the background properly from the original image when I sent it to you. So when you put the image in the game, you can kind of see like it has a black outline around the character, like most of our characters do. But then there were like still artifacts of the original background next to that so there was just kind of like kind of white and gray and purple junk for lack of a better term outside of the outline of her character um so i had to go i i mean i just i removed that with one expression of the character and then i did some copying and pasting to fix it on all the other characters and it's all fine now so it was my mistake and i i cleaned it up nothing to worry about all right i just need to be more careful about that stuff I felt like with both of these characters, we had to do, like, basically double the work, because um, uh, with Mystery Mom, uh, the original AI art had uh, Mystery Mom's hand bent, like the elbow was sticking out while yeah. uh, she had her hand in her pocket, and I had I had to change the angle, because the angle was incorrect in terms of size, but to, to fix it, that makes her <laughs> elbow stick out even more, <laughs> and... So yeah. uh, I, I had all of all and the pictures. When, yeah. 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 And then when you see her in the game, like her character would take up like almost twice as much space as any of the other characters. So uh, we when we have scenes where there's three or more characters on the screen at the same time, it was hard to fit every in because her elbow was in the way. <laughs> so we have all all of uh, her pictures with her arm bent and then her arm down. So I made an alternate version where her arm is mm-hmm. just hanging straight down. And so um, it is basically like we've doubled it because this is like arm bent, angry one, arm bent, angry two, and then <laughs> arm down, angry one, arm down, angry two. I think yeah. the images are consistent. Like it's the same expression. Angry three is going to be the same expression, whether the arms bent or are down, but... What I, what I what I am learning from this process is I think it's really interesting how many different expressions you're able to get out of like what is essentially a single character model that we generated through the AI. Um, one of the things that's always stopped me from wanting to commission art for these things is because I'm like, well, we're going to have to buy like 15 views for each character because that's what we do in our other games. And that'll be like a what, like a billion dollars each character. But no, maybe we could just commission like one normal character view per character and and then uh, do the expressions ourselves. I don't know if that would be any better or easier than what we're doing now, but 
maybe that puts that more on the table now than I than I realized it was Just something that's sort of been in the back of my mind. But then that also brings the question of whether the artist who draws the original model would be comfortable with us tweaking the model to that extent to create these different expressions. Maybe they wouldn't like that. I don't know. They probably, I, I mean, if I was an artist, I might get angry at that. I'm not sure. Yeah. I guess that was some. That would be something we'd have to be upfront about then when making the commission, be like, this is what we're planning to do with the art. Um, if you're okay with that, then that's fine. If not, then we'll have to figure something else out, as we always do. Yeah. I was going to say, with uh, Lawyer Mom changes outfits uh, at one point, I was... <laughs> So that's basically <laughs> having to double all that artwork, too. Uh, I know in the original mm -hmm. scripts, um, like, you had three choices to choose from, and two of them lead to the, the the lawyer mom switching outfits, and one of them didn't. But I wasn't sure how to program that in, in a way that's easy. <laughs> so right. I, I just changed the script. I don't know if you saw that yet, but I changed the script so no matter what, <laughs> Lawyer Mom changes outfits because otherwise I'd have to do Perfect. I'd have to make a variable like if Lawyer Mom changed outfit, yes um, show this expression else show this expression. And that would just be a pain. Yeah. Yeah. There's There's got to be a, a simpler way to do it. That's just not something that I've sort of dealt with yet. I bet it involves tuples, though, whatever it is. <laughs> oh, not again. Yeah. Like, use use this set of tuples if she's supposed to be using this outfit and use this set of tuples otherwise. But that's 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 advanced for us right now. I think you made the right decision. I think that was the, the simplest and cleanest way to do it. Uh, I think there was one other place where I made a change to the script where um, okay. Adeline and Lawyer Mom's pathway, it's like, I don't like the look on her face or something like that. Or I just did that to more yeah. better match the art because she has angry eyes and I guess you'd call it a mischievous smile. It looks more mischievous when you've got the angry eyes attached to it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. I think um, I don't know if we've talked about this that much, but the um, the way Michael has been sort of making these different character views is that, uh, and you can stop me if I'm explaining this wrong, but uh, he has like the base character as a layer in Photoshop. And then he has, like, multiple different sets of eyes, eyebrows, and mouths, usually. And, and he just kind of mixes and matches them in different ways to make different expressions. It's it's really interesting to see. I think it's kind of cool the way you do that. I think that's how, like, official visual novels do it. At least some of them. Cool. I believe, because I, uh... I don't know, I think that's also how they do it with, with, with clothes, too. It's like, that's how the character, like, changes outfits, is mm. basically they, uh, like, they'll just put the dress over the basic body, or put the suit over the basic body, and, and that sort of thing. I don't know if I'm explaining that well at all. I think there's even supposed to be ways you can do that with code in RenPy. Like, I think that's real, would be really advanced for us, and I'm not even sure that would save us that much effort. But I think there's supposed to be a way you can literally tell Rempai which eyeballs, which nose, which mouth, etc. to use at any given time for a character. I remember seeing a, a forum post about that a little while ago. But I don't I don't really know what the benefit of that would be uh, versus the way you've been doing it. Makes the game slightly smaller, I suppose. Yeah. I guess, but like compared to like audio files and stuff in the game, like... I don't know that it would be that big of a difference. 
Mm-hmm. I think some people do. I've I've seen some games where you can actually customize your character visually, and I I suspect that's it's used for that a lot too. Like you can actually have different haircuts for your main character and and different outfits and stuff like that. So I bet it's used for that. But we almost never have a visible main character on screen anyway, so that's kind of moot for us. Yeah, mostly just uh pizza delivery boy i think was the only one yeah <laughs> it'd be kind of interesting to combine uh photographics of pizza boy and the custom customizable character <laughs> we have to take pictures of you wearing like six different hats or something like that <laughs> yes <laughs> so people can customize it or i guess photoshop your shirt to come in different colors for for basically no purpose i don't know that that would really add anything to the game <laughs> Let's see. Um, the other notes I have here are um, let's see, puzzle number one of Philosophy Mom's Pathway. I think this is something we discussed last month where, uh, you mm-hmm. know, if you select the wrong answer, uh, the MC says, that isn't right, I should try again. And the puzzle screen disappears because the MC is talking. And I didn't want the uh, puzzle screen to disappear. Sure. So, um, I found a worker, you suggested using call screen instead of show screen. Um, that did not work. So I found Uh. a workaround solution where I just put show screen, you know, philosophy, mom, puzzle one, right before that line of dialogue, right before the MC says, wait, 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 I should try again. I just did that for all like six possible wrong answers that you can have. And that, that's a workaround. Nice. Nice. Let's see what my other... My other... My my big addition to the Philosophy Mom pathway was that I added a cool skull to her room. I I was pretty excited by that. There was already a skull in there, but I didn't think the AI art did a very good job making the skull, so I had to generate nine more skulls and picked a better one. (laughs) I I really have not touched, like, the background art. Um, I I only touched, like, the character art. I figure figure the background art is... Mm -hmm. If you want me to touch up any of the background art, just let me know, I yeah. suppose. Uh, I, I keep, t- like, every time I play through the game, I, I find little things in the backgrounds that I want to touch up, and I usually just end up doing it. Um, I've, I think I've touched up a bunch of them so far this time. Um, I have been trying to figure out what to do for the MC's main, forget what we call it, the foyer, the living room. The, the, the main character is, like, the room with the books and the fireplace. Mm-hmm. I feel like... I'm not sure if the books look really good. I don't know if I want to try to do something about that. The books have a very, like, AI-generated look to them, for lack of a better term. <laughs> um, like, the way it tried to add detail to the books looks very junky. So I don't know if I'm going to... I might try to do something with that at some point. It's on my list to think about it. But yeah, I've, I've, I've sort of, like, as I, as I said, when I play the game, I sort of just... If I notice, if something in the background jumps out at me, like, wait, that looks bad, then I'll go into Photoshop and do something else with it. Or I'll put it in a generator and do some, I think it's called in-painting, where you put it, uh, load an image into the AI generator and then erase part of it, and then the AI generator will generate something new to fill that space. I do that sometimes, too. That's kind of a fun thing to play with. All right. I, I mean, I've just checked right now. There's plenty of, like, public domain mm-hmm. photos of, of bookshelves that we could use, which would fit very well, because they, they mm-hmm. are just bookshelves. So, um, yeah. I mean, there's ones that are drawn art. There's also plenty of that are, like, real-life pictures, which changing those to drawn art would not be that difficult. 
I think it's the posterized okay. tool right, so or something, something like that on Photoshop. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, so maybe we, we can get something there that looks nicer. Uh, let's see, was there anything else on your list for co-author crush? Um, let's see. I failed to figure out um, the time travel achievement thing. I tried using persistent. Uh, oh, you did? You tried that? Variables. Oh, <laughs> despite knowing very little about persistent variables, so that could have been why it didn't work. But it didn't work, so I... I oh, good effort. I, I, <laughs> I said I tried. I couldn't get it to work. Uh, I'm giving up on that. But I did... Like, come up with a list of ideas for uh, various achievements, so, yeah. Oh, awesome. I'm not sure if they're good or not, but I just cool. added them all to our to-do list, so... Um, oh, that's great. <laughs> I I still haven't looked at the to-do list in months, I'm sorry to say, because I, I was still working on the one bullet point that was go through the game and add sound effects and music and all that stuff, and again, see how the, the art looks in the game, and I... I haven't gotten through that single bullet point yet. It's it's a big bullet point, but nevertheless, that is where I am residing at the moment. Yeah. I know that, like, at least on Steam, they want, like, a picture for each achievement, and it's super easy to have an achievement, mm-hmm. which is just, like, a character's face. So, like, yep. each pathway has an achievement for meet this character. That way the achievement can just be the oh, picture of the character's face. Easy. I love it. Sure. And then same for uh, start writing the book, and there's one for each pathway. Yeah, um, that makes another sense. One, that sounds good. An actual achievement, which I, I is kind of creative, is uh, I know we've got like a, a burger place in both Lawyer Mom's pathway and Nerdy Mom's pathway, so I figure that should be an achievement. Mm. Uh, visit both of the burger places. Sure. And then, um, I remember Cat President, one of the achievements was, like, become president, which doesn't happen in every single ending, and so I figured we should do that for mm. Co-Author Crush, was, uh, write a book, and that doesn't happen in every single ending. I think in most of the bad endings, <laughs> you do not actually write a book. Yeah. Um, I seem to remember, too, and you, you've already done some of the, a lot of the code for this, where doing an achievement for solve all of the puzzles without using the skip button, right? Like you have some code that tracks a variable if you click the skip button that automatically prevents you from being able to get that achievement if you click it any time during your playthrough. Yeah, if you click it, it changes uh, the skipped puzzle mm-hmm. variable to uh, true. Right. Actually, now that I think of it, we'll have to see how that works. Um, because if you like get to the end of the pa- game and, and you complete that pathway... Um, that variable uh, will essentially reset, like because you'll start a new game or you'll load at the character selection screen. So we might have to make that a, a persistent variable, perhaps. Or have a secondary variable for, uh, like, if you finish Nerd Mom's pathway, and then it will check, mm-hmm. and then it'll set a persistent variable for uh, solve Nerd Mom's pathway without skipping. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, you're right, because we won't, we won't, maybe we'll want people to be able to, like, replay a pathway and then solve all the puzzles without using the skip button, so we'll have to be able to, like, reset the, oh god, I've confused myself. It's something to figure out, though. Alright, I'll add that to the to list, yes. What else is on your achievement list? Anything else exciting? Nope, that's it. Uh, uh, like, 
get a good ending, cool. get all the good endings, get a bad ending, yeah, get sure. all the bad endings, all the good responses in a pathway, bad responses in a pathway. Nice, yeah. Sounds like good stuff for all the achievement hunters. I still can't get over how popular Pizza Boy on consoles was with <laughs> with achievement hunters, or at least appears to be, <laughs> based <laughs> on the YouTube videos I see. I, I I think I vastly underestimated how much people like this stuff. Yep. So, um, I'll be going back. Uh, uh, you finished with the scripts for Cat President Three, and all I did yes. was the intro, and it's, it's on my list to um check the rest of the scripts and send <laughs> them back your way. Awesome. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. At at some point, Cat President Three. Might have to be like the, become the main priority if for no other reason than that game has a specific timeline when it needs to be finished by. Because if it's not out by the 2024 election, then we've made a huge mistake somewhere. Whereas the mom game can come out anytime. We just have to hope that more candidates who are like the cats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when is, when is the mad scientist? candidate going to enter the real life race that would make things very much simpler for us <laughs> it would be great like uh there's a second game where we had the the character is basically the rock but then the rock did not run for president which is very rude no no he screwed us over the rock screwed us i don't know who the uh joking dad was supposed to be though so was that a real no, life candidate that was just a fun character all right okay good that was just for funsies. <laughs> that was just because we both like puns. <laughs> and clearly our game did not have enough puns to begin with. We had to add an additional character whose main character trait was making puns. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, on the topic of Cat President 3, or or uh, Cat President colon third rate candidates, which is, I believe, the official name, um... I started, I made some social media posts on Facebook, Twitter, and Discord asking people for their cat pictures, uh, because uh, as as you all listening will recall, we use your cat pictures to play the characters in these games. Uh, so if you're interested in your actual literal cat being a presidential candidate in Cat President 3... Uh, be sure to find those posts uh, on what? I did it on my Twitter account, though I believe I retweeted it on the Oarock Twitter account. It's also on the Oarock Facebook and the Oarock Discord. Find those posts and respond to them with your cat pictures. Um, please don't just email them to me because they'll probably get lost. Uh, it's, it's a lot easier for me to keep track of where all the photos are if they stay sort of in those three posts. Um, but if that's something that interests you, please feel free to send them in. Um, we are looking for more photos where the cat is sort of sitting up and looking at the camera. I do enjoy the other cat pictures that we get, the ones where the cats are in kind of silly poses or just lazing around and looking cute. Uh, but those don't really work as well for character models specifically. So we're really looking for the cats stand sitting up and looking at the camera. Um, the other photo submissions we get, I will try to put them into background scenes i'll try to have pictures on walls that'll have photographs with your cats on them but for the specific character models that's what we're looking for i'll, I'll try to get some um, of them yeah so yeah I, i'll find a stray oh, cat excited. and try to get that cat to pose <laughs> can i tell you i did that dolls i tried to do that for cat president too 
<laughs> there were there were definitely cats in my neighborhood, and I'd you know be going out for a walk or something, and I would just kind of keep my eyes out for them just in case. Never never really worked out for me. But yeah, oh, I can't wait. Casting these games is always so much fun, <laughs> and I guess we'll have to figure out too if because we have at least one character where the cat uh will it would make sense for the cat to be wearing some sort of outfit so i'll also have to be looking for cats in poses that really work well with having outfits photoshopped or ai generated onto them uh i know one of the uh things in the casting calls a pig and my wife tried to ask somebody for that but i think she <laughs> phrased it in a weird way they had no idea what was going on they're like what cat president i don't oh. understand anything oh like, he's just being weird um it, it i don't know it, it does seem weird to go up to somebody and like can i get a picture of your pig <laughs> i don't see what's so weird about that to use any video that's right because we have yes. we have, i think we have a scene in uh i don't know if it's congress or something like that but there's like we have a pig senator or representative and also like a weasel or a ferret or something to that effect that appear mm. in that scene just as kind of one-off joke characters uh yeah i mean if we need to i'll find i'll find public domain creative commons pictures for these animals it's just more fun if we can include the pets of people who might actually play this game and they can see their their little furry or not so furry friend in a video game. I always enjoy being able to do that. And then at some point further down the line, we'll also do uh, a casting call for humans. Um, I guess when we determine which characters should definitely be cats and which cats, uh, which characters should definitely be people. Um, we are also specifically looking for a person who is able to do cats makeup from the musical cats so if that sounds like you uh please get in touch paul at oarock.com that is that is something we are very specifically interested in i'll have to look that up i could have sworn i got a book on stage makeup um for pizza delivery boy you save the world to create the wrinkles on older doug's head right I don't think it's actually noticeable that there are wrinkles on older Doug's head. So, uh, uh no, I was I was watching a, a let's play recently where the person <laughs> kept saying that old Doug looked younger than young Doug. Oh, very disappointing. Yeah, well, we'll figure something out. But yeah, if anyone is interested in doing cat's makeup, uh, let me know. Okay, just put a hold in for that book. We'll see uh, if if it has any. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, fun. <laughs> oh, it, it has a section. It has a section oh. for animals. Um, uh, animal okay. makeup and uh, monster makeup, like werewolf and vampire. It says so. Could be. Could be. <laughs> and then the question for you and I to figure out is: Is the person in cat's makeup? Uh, are they actually the main character of, from that pathway, or are they the narrator? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just have to see if they actually if it's possible for me to do cat's makeup. I don't know. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, be it would be the second game we're able to date you in, Michael. If it ends up being you. <laughs> See, guys, this is what happens when we don't use AI art. We end up dating each other. Isn't that fun? <laughs> um, 
yeah, I think that's basically it for for Cat President Three right now. Uh, I I have my fingers crossed that we're pretty close with the script at this point. Um, I'm predicting that the next time I go through the revisions, I'll just be doing the thing where I just look at the changes instead of rereading the whole script again. That's what I was planning um, on doing this time it. around. So yeah, yes. Cool. Perfect. Good. 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 Then, uh, good. Then I'll be able to start uh, actually coding the game pretty shortly after that. I don't know. It feels like we are relatively close with the uh, with the co-author crush. If we're we're like halfway through the four pathways. Oh, sure, sure. I don't know. I feel like you were like you just started pathway number three. So I think we could say like we're officially like almost halfway done through a co-author. Crush. I think that's reasonable to say. Absolutely, yeah. I I'm just always always terrified of the scenario where like. I, I spend all of my time getting co-author crush ready to go, and then I look at the calendar and oh no, it's August and I haven't started coding Cat President yet. <laughs> I mean that's an exaggeration, but um, I'm nervous about games when we specifically have a time and day that we want and need to get the game out by, as opposed to a game like Co-author Crush, which I want to get it out as soon as we reasonably can, but I also recognize that. There isn't, like, a specific date that we need to have it out by. Unless we want to do something fun and put it out for Mother's Day, I suppose. <laughs> but we that will that would be, like, next spring. All right. I'd prefer to get it out this year if we can. <laughs> do you want to talk about uh, some listener questions with me? Sure. We got we had a few this month. Oh, great. Okay. Let me see. Do you want to start with easy one or hard ones? Uh... I don't know. Um, oh, man, I'm trying to read the, the list of questions here, but uh, go with the <laughs> easy one, then. I can't. I got some through email, too, so they're not all in the Discord. What is this dice parser bot? Is what? Oh, I suppose I could tell you real quick. Uh, I, I think I mentioned to you, Michael, that um, when it looked like you weren't going to be able to do the podcast this month, I was playing around with an idea for sort of a one-off podcast that I could record with some other people. The Dice app was going to be used for that. I'll leave it at that for now, because I might still use that idea in the future, and I don't want to spoil it. Okay, but, I'll try not to uh, have my internet die why. again in the future, though. <laughs> <laughs> I would appreciate that as well. <laughs> well, we, we actually, now that we've switched podcast servers, we, we do have more time available, so if for some ridiculous reason i decided i want to put it out more podcasts than uh theoretically that's possible um i don't think it would be responsible for me to do that because the podcast already takes a lot of time and i need that time to be actually working on games but i know youtube has a new now. podcast section and i have not looked into that does it yes fun oh. and it says i can set certain videos as a podcast i don't know how that works That's but yeah it's, it's got videos live stream it's uh posts uh playlists and podcasts also stories i never figured out how stories worked on facebook so i'm not <laughs> bothering with uh yeah with podcasts you can either create a new podcast or set an existing playlist as a podcast and there's a learn more button which explains how it works i've, I've tried like very basically uploading episodes of our podcast onto youtube just to see if anyone watches slash listens to them there but we've we get very very few views on there so it hasn't been a worthwhile endeavor for me mm -hmm. uh, 
Unless YouTube finally has an easier way to do it. Like, I was having to put, like, the stupid audio file into a into movie-making software on my computer, put some sort of blank background behind it, and then upload it, and it all took a very long time to then get, like, six views on YouTube. I wonder if the new podcast feature makes that at all easier. Like, if I could just upload the audio file to YouTube and let them take care of the rest, that would make me very happy. Or even better yet, if my podcast host could do that for me. It does, I don't know, it says upload videos as episodes of your podcast, so I'm not sure. Unless you record the podcast on YouTube. They're still making it a pain. I I don't want to do that. Anyway, let's go with the easy questions and take it from there. Mm Alright, so we got two questions from Megan Geyser or Geyser via email. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Uh, If you want, you can tell me later. Is that uh, the one who was the CEO of Her Interactive for, like, a long time? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> well, isn't, is that the, the same Megan Gazer who was the CEO of Her Interactive for a long time? I got to, to uh, meet her when I visited Her Interactive. <laughs> um, if it is, I'm suddenly extremely nervous. Oh no, oh no, I'm in trouble. <laughs> We're both in trouble. Uh, no, no, I'm just nervous because that means she's a very real person. <laughs> and that's, oh, that's, that's, that's intense. I have no idea. It's certainly spelled the same, isn't it? Huh. All right. Well, uh, if, if it is, uh, we're big fans of your work here, or at least, uh, Michael is. I've never played an anti Drew game, but. <laughs> uh, you did play, oh, uh, Francie oh, Drew, uh, um, and the second Francie Drew game is. <laughs> Has uh, references to the second Nancy Drew game. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm 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 freaking out a little bit. Okay, uh, question one: What food do you eat while game developing? So I don't eat anything because um, uh, my game development computer is technically my bedroom, and I don't want ants in the bedroom. Oh, but uh, I it is okay for me to eat. Um, I don't know, like drink a coffee or a soda or something be- mm. one that's in a container that doesn't really spill so that that will be the only yeah um time i'm like having food while programming or making games wow no i get i get very snacky when i'm when i'm working on games um i've been trying so hard to find snacks that are are if not healthy at least healthier than like a bag of potato chips so the, the the hot new thing I've been doing uh, the last few months is celery and natural peanut butter, which is a lot better than it sounds. That's That's been my hot thing lately. Um, I counterbalance that occasionally with fruit snacks, which I believe are not quite as healthy. Uh, you want like to the... you wanna know the cool thing I do, actually? Have you ever had refrigerated fruit snacks? No, and the way you say that makes it sound different. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to Google just, that real I, quick. Um, I, <laughs> it says this is a brand. I, I guess they might not sell this no. brand here on the. Uh, no, no, it literally like I was, I was out driving one day and I had a pouch of sn- fruit snacks as a snack. I left it in the car. It was you know the middle of winter in Ithaca, New York. So I got back to the car. They were basically frozen. And I ate them, and the coldness, like, 
changes the consistency and texture of the fruit snacks in a, in a very enjoyable way i found mm. uh so yeah I'd, I'd say that 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 refrigerated fruit snacks also one of my favorite snacks at the moment all right so when i just look for it it just shows like fruit snacks which you probably should keep in the fridge like jello snacks i think that's just it <laughs> oh yeah are no all that's results. that's these are like i'm just getting like just like they're just Wegman's brand fruit snacks. They're not like specifically supposed to be kept cold or anything. But it, it really it's 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 a different sort of snack. It's very interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'll have other, to check uh, that out. Yeah, I don't think we have that many fruit snacks, but uh yeah. Mm. Uh other question from from Megan here is uh what is your favorite other podcast about video games? And I'm going to make you answer first, because I don't think you listen to podcasts very much. <laughs> I don't listen to any podcasts, actually. <laughs> any podcasts. Uh-huh. Yeah, all right. Now that the Muppet uh, podcast has wrapped up its season on uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, there, there's no podcast for me to check out. Oh. <laughs> oh, I well, I listen to a ton of podcasts, but if we're talking video game ones specifically, of course, my heart will always forever belong to the Game Cola podcast podcast hosted by GameCola.net, the site that Michael and I both worked, wrote, podcasted for for many, many, many years. Um, there isn't like a set format to that podcast that at least I am able to discern <laughs> that I'm aware of. It's just, you know, a bunch of people talking about video games every month. Sometimes it's Pokemon, sometimes it's Mega Man, sometimes it's Mega Man and Pokemon. Uh, it's basically just whatever games that the hosts whoever is appearing on the podcast that month month is interested in talking about. Um, they also sometimes do um, kind of D&D style role-playing campaigns of video games. Uh, I think both both Michael and I have participated in some of those in the past. They've played through like the original Final Fantasy as, as a D&D mm-hmm. style game. Uh, they've been playing through Secret of Mana recently. Uh, I think that's on hiatus, but that's always been very entertaining. Um, but yeah, always, always lots of interesting, cool stuff going on in Game Cola. Uh, the other one I listen to is a podcast called The Besties. Um, I will say I, I usually only tune into it when they're specifically talking about games that I'm interested in. So it's not like an every week podcast for me, but, um, I really like the hosts. It's hosted by, uh, Justin and Griffin McElroy of My Brother, My Brother and Me fame and by, um, Two of their former co-writers at Polygon.com, I believe, uh, Chris Plant and Russ Frushstick. Um, at the end of the year, they do like a huge bracket episode where they pit uh, games that came out that year against one another to sort of determine what the game of the year was that year. Um, I always listen to that one. That one's always a ton of fun. I am so yeah, out of it, it when it comes to like those people. I'm sure those people are like super duper famous and stuff, but I Oh yeah, the McElroys are huge. They're they're like podcast royalty. Uh I've been listening to them for probably like 15 years at this point across a variety of podcasts. Mabim Bam, their advice podcast, Sawbones, which is their medical history podcast, The Adventure Zone, their D&D podcast. They're all over yeah, the place. Yeah, I've heard of Adventure Zone. I think that's one that people share. Yeah. Mm. I, I should Elizabeth note- and I have even uh, seen them live a couple of times. Whoa. Uh, there are a couple of Nancy Drew podcasts that I have appeared on. So um, I totally oh. forget the names, though. Um, one of them was they basically oh. like rank the games, so they'd like 
best ending, uh, best culprit reveal, uh, best music, sort of thing like that. That was, uh, and and I think the other one, I don't know about the other one. Um, anyway, I've been on two, that so I'll, I'll like the cool. two yeah. that I have been on. <laughs> sure. Uh, and if I can figure out what those podcasts are and what show notes are, I will put them in the show notes for everyone. <laughs> maybe if I search Argofump Nancy Drew podcast, maybe those will come up or maybe our pad- podcast will come up. Let's see. Should we try to answer one of the harder questions or should we save them for next month? What do you feel like? Let's do it. You want? All right. Um, all right. I like this one. This is from Nux Toast. How much studying did you have to do for the jokes in Cat President and its sequel? My friend noticed and really loved a lot of the smarter jokes in there. I specifically remember him loving the Binders of Women reference. I was wondering what it took to write those. Um, that, I'm not sure, because I remember that, and I'm also remembering the uh, vice president candidate, um, famously vice president Quail, like misspelled, what was it, tomato or potato, and that's in one of the pathways of uh, game number two. Um, right. I can't remember at this point. It was probably me looking up uh, famous moments from debates, but also, um... (laughs) I remember that particular debate cycle. I believe it was was that the the Romney versus Obama debates because I remember that was one of the two memes that came out of it. Meme number one was like the binders full of women um, meme, yeah, and then the other one was um, something like "What are we going to attack Russia on horseback?" The joke being that somebody's plan was extremely old fashioned. Ho ho. Um, <laughs> I remember uh, at the time thinking it's like, well, all the responses to the debate were just memes, right? Not like anybody was having any substantive uh, comments on uh, what was being said in the debate. People were just watching the debate so they could get meme material. And I thought that was odd. But um, that would be sort of why uh, Binders Full of Women. Um, I think it might actually be... Like the secondary joke, because um, that's does that come up in the frisky pathway? Uh, I I believe so, yeah, and and it, yeah, it's it's in reference to him like picking out hot secretaries or something like that. Uh, maybe let me let me see. I can actually I can get it open for us. But that is one variation of the binders of women um, joke. Was uh, some of the memes would have somebody immediately burst and it's like, whoa, did you say binders full of women? I just looked up Binders Full of Women on uh, Google uh, Images, and the first one is that joke, which is basically the frisky joke, where somebody (laughs) comes in because they're super excited about the idea of going through Binders of Women, and that worked really well for Frisky's (laughs) character, so I I used it. Yeah, I I can see here, so the the scene is that that heroine, the main character, has just, uh, I believe taken over for uh frisky's previous assistant uh diana 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 and the main character is basically trying to access the computer files to find all the notes on the campaign so far uh so we're uh heroine's asking frisky if uh frisky has diana's contact information Frisky responds, yes, I've got her number in my little black book. If she's not listed there, I've got some binders full of women in my office, but those are pretty big with all the pictures and whatnot. It can be hard to search through them. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you're sort of, yeah, you're drawing an equivalence between his binder full of women with the little black concept, the little black book and all the pictures and everything. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely, uh, it, it isn't just like a reference to a weird thing that a presidential candidate said, but it also uh, is sort of a play on Frisky's character. Yeah, and then people who uh, actually, you know, will pick up on the presidential like debate reference will, will like that. Yeah, it's definitely for... Um, I don't know if I did this as much for Cat President 3, but with, with Cat President 2, I definitely kept like a running list of any weird political moment or comment or something that appeared online. And I sort of worked mm. that into... Um, specifically the one pathway where I believe it's Earl Grey goes on a long rant about all these things he dislikes about politics, and very uh. much that's what I was sort of keeping the list for, but other things I took from the list for, uh, you know, joke purposes. Yeah. There are a couple of, like, educational segments I think that I actually did have to do research for. That's um, true. I don't know if we did that in this uh, Cat President 3 um, I think there's at least one educational sequence, because I think you made a note about it in uh, the Word document. Like, something to the effect of, we did educational sequences in the other two games, so I guess we should do one here, too. We have to explain <laughs> how like the, uh, I... the Electoral College works, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you, Nux Toast, for your question. I, I hope that answered it, and thank you, Megan, as well. If you are the former CEO <laughs> of Her Interactive, <laughs> I'm sweating a little bit having answered a question from you and knowing that you're listening to this podcast but that's really cool uh all right i think that about does it for this month's episode you can follow us on twitter i'm at paul m franzen and michael is at argofumf spelled exactly as it sounds you can check out our games on pc and console or just visit orock.com for the complete library our theme song is by Fifth Avenue. You can check them out on SoundCloud. And finally, if you have any questions about game development or our games specifically, we'd love to hear them. Post them in the Discord or email them to podcast at orock.com. Is there anything that you would like to add, Michael? Um, I was also going to say uh, please. the please clap moment was a yes. funny meme in the 2016 <laughs> campaign. So we had to include that in uh, Cap President 1 just because it was a funny moment on its yes. own. As like you don't need the context um, to, to appreciate the joke of somebody's just running for president and they're sad because nobody's <laughs> clapping for them. They, they gave a really good speech and worked super hard on it. Bye, everyone. All right. Bye, everybody. A story will be told. It's not great. No, I... <laughs> I just want to, I feel like, I think I want to become a bird and just migrate with the seasons.